catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. There is no way around one day, guys. No way. You just have to go through it. After a long, relaxing, or maybe not so relaxing weekend, waking up to Monday can be really tough. I know, guys, I know. But Mondays don't have to be all that bad, you know? In fact, they can be seen as a fresh start and the perfect day of the week to set out new opportunities. Well, I know some people would say, Guy, I really need a day in between Sunday and Monday so that I don't have to, like, finish up on Sunday and then... I get into Monday, I can just rest first after the rest and then prepare and then get on to Monday. Just one small positive thought in the morning, Monday morning especially, can change your whole day. And this is not me speaking, it is the lie Lama speaking. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I'm here every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. We'll learn a tech word. We dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting Africa to keep you informed. Yes, you can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp, text, or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. We're in the last few days. In fact, I, I think it's the last five days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think the fast ends just last four or three days to the end of the month of Ramadan. And the last 10 days are, you know, really special. And that's the holy month of Ramadan. And the last few days are really special. And if you've kept faith from then till now, 29, 30 days almost gone then you should intensify all your efforts in the last few days to ensure that the gains from this holy month, you actually can get it. And not just get it, but keep it even post the holy month of Ramadan. Remember that your Monday morning thoughts set the tone for your whole week. So see yourself getting stronger and living a fulfilling, happier and healthier life. Okay, yes, it's Monday, but who said Mondays have to suck? It's just you. You're telling yourself that. Be a rebel, guys. Have a great day anyways, whether or not it's a Monday. So Monday, we meet again. Yes, you can say you'd never be friends, but maybe you can move past that, you know, to the point where you're thinking of a much more positive partnership. Yeah. Remember that you usually don't find happiness. You have to make it happen. Make where you are happy don't just count the days like muhammad ali would say make the days count so i raise up my glasses even if it's a glass of water because it's monday well mm-hmm. so i raise my glass of water up to all those who have made it into another week full of week days faking adulthood when you're done it will be known as an african ko so let's get into our word for today, our tech word for today is 4G LTE. It's an abbreviation for fourth generation long-term evolution that was developed by the third generation partnership project. LTE is a type of 4G that is designed to deliver fast mobile internet experience. It's 10 times faster than 3G speeds for mobile devices. You know, your smartphones, your notebooks, tablets, wireless hotspots, and the aim of 4G LTE, some people call it 4G Lite, is to make the internet experience on a mobile device the same as on a home computer. 
In 2008, the ITU, International Telecommunications Union, required all services using 4G to adhere to a set of speed and connection standards, making the gap between 3G and 4G quite enormous or big in terms of the service and the capability. To bridge this gap, LTE was created to represent a long-term evolution, LTE, long-term evolution towards the 4G standard. That's, you know, how you evolve to that 4G standard. You know, the 4G LTE is better than 3G, but not as good as the real 4G, right? Although the difference between LTE and the true 4G may not be very noticeable. And there are a lot of African countries who actually took this up and they actually started, you know, with 4G LTE before they actually moved on to 4G. And a lot of people are actually talking about 5G now. So cellular phone companies began deploying 5G in 2019. And 5G uses more advanced radio technology, allowing for uploading and downloading data much more faster. While the 4G LTE, remember long-term evolution, LTE requires fewer masts built miles apart. 5G uses lots of small cells located closer together. Now, these stations can be packed on streetlights or on the side of a building. In theory, 4G LTE hits speeds of up to 150 megabits per second download and 50 megabits per second upload in reality the speeds are more like 20 uh, megabits per second download and 10 megabits per second for upload and 5g theoretically hits speeds upwards of 10 gigabits per second right so it's really important to note that 5g is still in the developing stages so coverage is really really limited yeah that's a tech word for today 4g lte and lte there means long-term evolution in case you see that on your phone your mobile phone or your devices any of your devices 4g lte 3g like that's just what it means exactly mm-hmm. so let's uh, go straight up into yeah today in 1986 the world's longest war ends without a single shot having been fired the state of the war between netherlands and the eyes the island of sicily had been extended for a total of 335 years by the lack of a peace treaty Some historians doubt that the war had ever been declared. I also doubt that there had ever been a war there if that was the longest war and they did not fire a single shot. Maybe that's what most offices look like. (laughs) LOL. Well, also, April 17, 1967, the spacecraft Surveyor 3 was launched from Cape Kennedy in Florida and the United States of America. It's the second U.S. spacecraft to make a soft landing on the moon where it was where it studied the lunar surface and sent more than 6,000 pictures back to Earth. In all, seven surveyors um, will be sent to the moon, five of them successfully completing the soft landings. Yes, and I have just in a few minutes something that's really important, which is the holy month of Ramadan and how Muslims, Nigeria, Africa, all around the continent are making more use of technology to ensure that this holy month of Ramadan they make the best and the most of it. Stay with me. Yes, story, story. It's time for the <laughs> most juiciest and most impactful tech stories starting up the new week. Sayari Labs, in collaboration with the Kenya Space Agency and Indurosat, has launched Kenya's first 3U Earth's observation satellite, the Taifa 1, or the Nation 1. That's like the nation's first. It happened on the 15th of april 2023 that's just a few days ago you know from when i'm actually doing this live you know talking about this 
and it was aboard the SpaceX's Falcon 9 full thrust rocket from Space Launch Complex 4E. That's the Vandenberg Space Force Base in the United States of America. Yes, so a team of Kenyan engineers from Sayari Labs designed and constructed a TIE for one in collaboration with Bulgarian aerospace manufacturer Endurosat AD. And this helped offset the design cost, actually. The satellite was intentionally designed to weigh a ton to reduce development time and launch costs and to facilitate entry for developing countries without the capacity for large satellites. It's quite a small one, but trust me, it will do the job of the first operational satellite that needs operational yeah, satellite that needs to actually go out for that country. And this is a first step towards developing a proposed constellation of small EO satellites for Kenya. It's expected to significantly contribute to the sparring of the growth of the Kenyan space community and the Kenyan space economy also by improving satellite development, data analytics, processing and application capabilities. Now, this mission is expected to provide accurate and timely Earth observation data to the stakeholders across various sectors for, you know, certain strategic developmental decisions. For example, the data that would be gotten from Taifa 1 would support agriculture, natural resource management, environmental observations, and it just kind of like demonstrates Kenya's progress in developing satellite manufacturing capabilities because I heard them talk a lot about this in the build-up to the launch. And this tie for one, the launch was postponed, I think, three times. And we were all waiting, you know, for it to happen. We did all through from the beginning of the week, 12th to 13th to 14th to 15th. We waited up until the time when it was actually launched. This is tied to... The new chapter in humanity's search for extraterrestrial life that happened last week, Thursday. That's this last Thursday when Europe's juice spacecraft, you know, blasted off on a mission to investigate the icy moons of Jupiter. So now this was first developed or discovered rather by Italian astronomer. Yes, very popular Galileo Galilei. Yeah. Yep. But then... This was more than 400 years ago, right? These ice-covered moons are so far from the sun that they were long dismissed as possible places to host life in our backyard. Until very recently, our solar system's habitable zone was thought to end at mass. In fact, I studied that in school. Yes, but French astrophysicist Athena Costainis, one of the scientific leads of the European Space Agency's JUICE mission, is saying that, you know what, maybe we should expand our horizon. Mm-hmm. NASA's Galileo, that's the name of the spacecraft, yeah, will go to Jupiter. Oh, so NASA's Galileo actually went to Jupiter in 1995, yeah? And the most recent Cassini went to Saturn and caused scientists to kind of like broaden their horizon to say, okay, maybe, just maybe, we may actually have life out of, you know, the mass where we said was our border. And this might not, this is not really for Jupiter as a planet, but it's moons, right? Yes, because they say that, you know, the moons are like covered with... They're icy moons, right? So Europa, Ganymede, and also Saturn's Enceladus and Titan, you know, very possible, right? The moons of these gas giant planets may just have some life because why? Under their icy surfaces, we think that, you know, there would be 
huge oceans of liquid water because why would you have you know ice and not water underneath ah yes and water is an ingredient for life as we all know it so we just hope that the european space agency which launched the juice project just last week that we can actually with with these you know projects explore habitats beyond the front line that's between mars and jupiter Mm -hmm. so and a friend of mine who works with the european space agency when i heard the voice no no not the voice note he did like the voiceover yes um for the european space agency i was like what are you doing yes so i'm using this you know to say hi to that guy yeah he's he's actually african but he works on the communications and of the european space agency and something that's really important also to note is still on you know going out of space is that american entrepreneur elon musk and his spacex company are launching the most powerful rocket ever developed in human history it's the first time so they're attempting to launch right it's an attempt at a maiden launch now this rocket stands at almost 120 meters that's a 400 feet high and it's designed to have almost double the thrust of any rocket in history mm. so this particular demonstration or maiden launch will lift off from boca chica in texas and the aim is to send the upper stage of the vehicle eastward to complete almost one circuit of the globe and musk has appealed for everyone to kind of like don't set your expectations too high <laughs> It's not really uncommon for a rocket to experience some kind of failure on its initial outing. And the first launch would be quite complicated, especially if you're launching one as gigantic as this one. And according to Musk, if we do launch, I would consider anything that does not result in a destruction of the launch pad itself to be a win. I will really be looking out for this. And it's a 1300, 1 p.m. GMT, right? So let's look out for this. Let's see what's happening. It's anticipated thousands of spectators will try to reach coastal locations in the Gulf of Mexico to witness this particular event. And Elon Musk is hoping to completely open the rocket business with Starship. And this is this also drags me to the will I call it Virgin Atlantic now? Yeah. Which, you know, kinda like had issues in the UK and now they're thinking of, you know, getting a buyer or maybe just closing shop. This business is not for small boys. <laughs> if you're going out of space, that is not small boy business, man. You need to put in a lot of money and you're not even sure because you don't nobody has made it work before on the private end of things, right? So nobody knows what business models would make it work those who are doing it especially you know in the u.s like nasa the esa in Euro- in europe you know those in russia the china too it's, it's just government funded like big money government funded and it's mainly for researches and, and things like that. so like what business model will really work you know for someone who is going into the space industry especially when you're doing the flights out and it's not just you launching you know a satellite or something or putting a satellite out because we figure that out but then 
how to make a business out of it i don't think we figured that out yet and it'll take a while but whoever gets there first is just like everything else just like ai technologies and musk saying he's you know getting into ai to uh, maybe funding a startup or buying up a startup that would actually compete with chat gpt that's open ai's chat gpt which is funded by microsoft another big money whoever gets there first gets the first mover advantage and decides to use it as they wish it's really important that we talk about these things we talk about some other sides of it too that don't doesn't really get that much talk about it which is one space debris really really important as we're launching a lot of things and putting a lot of things out there are we also thinking about possible effects of putting these things out there on us because right now these things are out there and they're telling us oh maybe there's a wind coming they're showing us things right it's like they're in the future they can see things that we cannot see immediately and then it gives us the powers to see those things that they're seeing bird's eye view right now is there a possibility that there might be some some dangers to maybe the kind of things uh the makeup of the components of these satellites that we're putting out there these birds that we're putting out there to fly you know over our head right are there any effects to them any dangers to them this should be intensely studied and this should develop as much and as fast as we're developing the technology um of the birds to actually put out there that's one and then my comment for ai technologies people have said be afraid be afraid but man can't be afraid (laughs) man cannot be afraid we own the world yeah we're proud like that so yes we own the world and we may discover late right that's why it's really important for us to develop ethics of the use of ai and the development of ai technologies uh, you know as hand in hand as we're doing this other one you know developing the main technologies are solving problems for us so it's really important that we keep discussing it and keep deciding you know like dragging everybody to say yes we have rules for now follow them even if these rules are not advanced let's follow them and let's know that whatever future it's like the internet right now whatever future we want it to look like it might look like it's a business opportunity but also look at the other end of the thing because when the internet goes crazy you know everyone kind of like you know everyone it affects everybody impacts everybody so this is the thought i want us to go into actually everything that we do right all the technologies you're developing the codes you're writing the the ideas you have how you're marketing these tools and when you're developing that product right think of everything right not just the part where you are actually earning or you're benefiting as someone who's producing it but then look at the end user look at the different situations of the end user and i think it'll be a lot better for you in terms of sustainability sustaining that business to last for a longer time than normal guys carry your hustle on your shoulder walk with it and then try to think in the shoes of someone else so that you would understand what they're going through and how exactly to ensure that you are taking care of their needs not just for now 
but for the future and of course you're going to be taking feedback you know that's that's that doesn't you know like we are not taking that out of the way i do this every weekday from 9 a.m west african time so every weekday join me on africa tech radio as we stream live on www.africatechradio.com wherever you're listening to this whenever you're listening to this 9 a.m west african time we're live streaming on africa tech radio we're at a tech radio on instagram and at africa tech radio on facebook and on twitter thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com